0: hello and welcome to the granite mountain movie club this is today's a special edition special edition of movie club we're talking um, about children of men Um, the 2006 film about the future a future version of the world in which women are unable to have children and uh, we are joined today by dr bennett who uh, has i think has a a special connection to the topic of this movie. How are you doing, Doctor Bennett? Doing great. Great to be here. Um, we're also joined by uh, by Cool Fraser.
1: Yes, I'm cool, and I'm listening. <laughs>
0: uh, Fraser, would you, is it fair to say that you that you see yourself as a bit of a, a baby Diego figure in the world? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Many are familiar with my baby Fraser character, so. Um... So yes, I mean I I would say that's uh that's fair. I mean, I see a
2: baby Bennett. Yeah. The baby baby Bennett yeah. is
1: very popular, especially <laughs> in this kind of natalism space. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I definitely see you as a kind of a baby Diego. Um mm-hmm. kind of in terms of your influence and your like what what you what you mean to the world. How, yeah, how many you,
1: people will mourn my death?
0: Yeah, how would you respond? Let's say, you know, you're at a nightclub in I don't know, Argentina or something. Mm-hmm. and someone asked for an autograph how would you respond
1: well first of all i would tell them that i'm listening and then <laughs> i would ask for some money and then i would sign it of course well
0: unfortunately they uh they might try and kill you so yeah true which is where which is where our movie begins uh would baby diego has been killed but before we get more to the movie uh dr bennett tell us about your connection to uh, to this topic
2: yeah so uh in a couple of weeks, we're going to be in Austin, Texas at Natal Conference. You can uh, check that out at natalism.org, N-A-T-A-L-I-S-M. And that's uh, a conference focused on addressing the issue of demographic decline. And Children of Men is sort of a stylized, um, intensified, amplified version of of problems that I think are actually uh, very real and, and and coming around the pike. And what's interesting about it is, in this movie, it's a medical phenomenon that, that happens without people's uh, without people's consent. But this is this is something that's being chosen. And what's 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 good about that is it means that we could uh, we could nose up if we wanted to. We could we could correct course. But um, yeah, so we're going to be running a conference uh, for two days, December first and second, in Austin, Texas, where we. Bring together geneticists, demographers, founders, investors, people who care about this problem and wanna wanna build both macro level solutions, like you know how do we actually reverse this this uh, sociological trend, but also who wanna like get their families, their communities uh, robust to this issue. So uh, it's gonna be day one standard conference with you know speakers and panels and reception dinner. Day two is going to be uh, workshops where we actually do some like design uh, work to build, build some prototype solutions, uh, either again at the macro or micro level to uh, get people having babies again. And uh, yeah, you can check it out at natalism.org. Who,
0: who's going to be there? I, I, there's a pretty big list of people that... Who, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because we actually had a much bigger list with uh, with more ladies on it, but, but literally three of our female uh, guest speakers had babies in the time between their, their agreement to attend and, uh, and the conference. So we've, we've lost a a huge fraction of our, of our speakers, but, but uh, it's going to be Roy Nationalist is going to be there. Ben Braddock is going to be there. uh, Razib Khan, Malcolm and Simone Collins, uh, Michael Anton, Charles Haywood, Oh gosh, now I've, now I've listed enough names that the ones that I didn't name, it's like a problem. Um, Oh yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of great names and uh, Indian Bronson, you know, as some of you know, he's working on like a novel dating app to, to address sort of the, the screwy incentive structures around dating. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a great time.
0: Okay. Awesome. And, uh, and you know, tickets are uh, still available, right?
2: Absolutely. And you can use, uh, you can use offer code exit to get 30% off.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. And you can probably even, you can probably even get your company to pay for it. I don't know how, but you probably could.
2: We have, we have had more than one, uh, corporate funded attendee. So it's great. Nice.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. It seems pretty cool. Um, I don't think uh, I personally will be able to go, but I think, uh, I think a lot of people I know are going to be be there, so it sounds like an awesome an awesome event.
2: Cool, Frazier's going to be there. If you
0: want, yeah, I'm
1: going to be there. If you want to meet me in person, I'll be baby there Fraser. as Baby Frazier. Don't stab <laughs> him.
2: Don't stab him.
1: No. Nope. Yeah.
0: All right, nice. Yeah, everyone, go and uh, you know, run, don't walk to buy your tickets for for NatalCon. You know, I've heard a bunch of um, you know, it's it's natalcon is to the point now where I'm seeing I see little comments about it outside of my sort of circle of people um, even kind of like I'll see like accounts on Twitter making maybe NatalCon themed jokes about it or yeah. something, which which I think is good. Cause it's like, it means it's getting out there. What are some of your, I've heard a bunch of jokes. Are there any good ones? Are there any funny jokes about, you know, a lot of people are talking about, Oh, you know, are they going to be, they're going to be breeding rooms at NatalCon.
2: <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the general theme is the sort of like, when it's funny because it, it, to me, it indicates this like, Almost prudish embarrassment with sex, still. It's like, it's like, um, d- discussing the fact that, yeah, people are not having, uh, enough reproductive intercourse, guys. Like, that actually is a problem. We should actually talk about it and not be embarrassed by it. But, uh, and it's funny, you know, like, I'm, I'm supposed to be the, uh, the, uh, puritanical religious extremist. Um, but, but, but some of these guys are so clearly like, awkward and embarrassed about the concept when 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 they're supposed to be the edge lords but but uh yeah i mean the, the i i would love to tell you that there've been some like really hilarious ones but that's pretty much all it is it's like so it's that, like just uh, variations
0: oh, of that joke yeah, yeah. like
2: are, are we going to raffle off some of the you know the ladies that come and it's you know it's like whatever but uh but uh yeah i mean and 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 it it's going to be a good time it's going to be a lot of fun
0: all right, nice and yeah. If you do have the breeding room or whatever, I'll I'll try and sponsor it. Can it be... <laughs> Brought to you by yeah mo- the movie club breeding room. And do they have to every have to, good
1: every good conference has a hot chicks room? So
0: yeah, they have to they have oh, to listen God. to uh, my zodiac episode while they while they do it. So oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, anyway, all right. Well, it's uh oh. Actually, you know one more thing. Uh, you know on NatalCon. You know, tell, tell your, th- so in the movie, there's this, my favorite part, I'll just spoil my favorite part of children of men is when he tells his boss, he's taking time off to mourn baby Diego, <laughs> um, which he's obviously, he much obviously more
2: deeply is. than I thought.
0: Yeah. He, he obviously doesn't care about baby Diego, but uh, you know, tell your boss that you're mourning baby Diego and go to, to Con.
2: <laughs> The consequences of demographic decline. I just, I feel very, uh, Feel very disturbed by it. I need to take a mental health day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's jump into the movie. Um can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. Ask a question.
1: Um I feel like this is the natalism movie, right? Is are there others though that we could have covered?
0: Arrival. Arrival.
1: Oh, you know which one? The uh the the X ray sunglasses movie. What's that one?
0: Oh, that uh, they live, they
1: live,
0: they yeah. It yeah. wasn't that one, that one's goofy because they, they make it seem like that the, the world and the government is, is uh, when he puts on the glasses, it's like yeah, one is forcing messages. them to breed or whatever, yeah. It's like breed, you know, it's like marry and reproduce, yeah, yeah. What a what a the sinister horror. message, to the yeah, government,
2: like. evil monsters.
0: I just googled, I googled movies about natalism, first result is Reddit. Movies anti anti-natalists might like *Children of Men*. <laughs> 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 it's, are anti-natalists watching this and being like, "Oh, this is great!
2: Yeah, this is my jam. I want to live." This is what, in what this. I hope. This British is what I hope for. That's just dystopia.
0: So, um, I have a question off the bat, though, about this movie. Um, and I would say I like this movie. It's um, yeah, it's a good watch. It's a good and it's it's and it's very short. I don't know. I didn't realize how short it was. Mm. It's like it's like might even be under an hour and a half, slightly under, it's kind of weird for a dystopian sci-fi movie to be, to be on the short end. But, um, it's a good watch. I encourage if anyone hasn't seen it, you know, go watch it. Um, but my main question is like, what, what are the motivations of the various factions? I was having a hard time with this. Like maybe one of you can, can set it, set me straight on this.
1: Well let's name them, I guess. We yeah, got the, the, the
0: fascist the the fascist British government. Right. There's the government and they're pro immigration. Yeah, then there's like a pro-immigration antifa faction that's like uh, they're called
1: the fishes or something. Right?
0: Yeah. And then there's like various like religious sort of end times groups. They don't really explore those, but the two main ones, just the the, the revolutionary type people and then the fascist government what 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 are both sides like I don't it was a little unclear to me why both sides like care about possessing the 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 baby that the the movie hinges around
2: okay so not not sort of what are their big picture goals but why do they both want the baby um yeah both I guess uh, well so it seems like the 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 this subtext or or what what i what i assumed was the government's purpose in getting the baby was number one they would want to like vivisect and study the mom figure out why she was able to do that and while simultaneously covering up that she was a refugee at least that's what that's what the uh, the fishes accuse the government of they accuse the government of like oh they're going to give the baby to some uh British national so that they can cover up that it was the 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 because because they have to maintain this uh this blind uh prejudice against
0: illegal right. Immigrants.
1: And they try to be like, you know, we made this happen as the government, so trust us. Oh, okay. So they don't
0: want something good but, associated with immigrants.
1: Right. And also they technically the government has no clue about it, right? And and like it's a very small group that actually know this exists. Yeah. Yeah, I don't they, they, think, I don't yeah. think the
2: government ever does any deliberate moves toward the baby because they don't know it exists. Right. Everything We know about the government's motivations is what the fish say about it.
0: Uh-huh. Hmm. And but they OK, but then and they and so their motivation is just to protect this woman and the baby. But they want to get it out of Britain, right?
1: Well, it, no. So the fish are led by Julianne Moore, who's the ex-GF of Clive Owen. And she wants to protect the baby and keep it alive and send it to the, uh, what is it? The, the human project. The human the human fund, money yeah. for people. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're trying to get it to the human fund to protect the baby. She's, she's um, you know, very noble in her intentions, but she is very quickly dispatched of by, is it Chuatel Ejafor?
0: Yeah, I'm glad you could pronounce it. I wasn't Good even job. trying.
1: Um, I don't know if I pronounce it right, but he uh, is like second in command under her or whatever. It, it's not clear who's leading it. It's kind of like this anarchist group, right? They're just all anarchists leading it together, I guess. Yeah. But he—he's like, we can't let this baby go because if we can prove that the refugees had a baby, then they have to like be nice to refugees, I guess. Is—is is their plan, or the, or they have some kind of plan? to to use the baby as a political prop for their movement
0: right okay mm-hmm. all right yeah i guess that uh that sort of makes sense although we we eventually learn that you well, know, so i mean these these fishes like the the these people they they end up assassinating their own leader julianne moore
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so we can't really like we as the audience can't really trust them anyway and then and our main guy doesn't really trust them he doesn't trust them either So he his his goal, Clive Owen's goal is to get this woman to to the human project as Julianne Moore initially wanted. Right.
1: Yeah. And he's kind of a reluctant hero. Right. Like he he was apparently a uh, activist in his younger years and kind of got out of it and became complacent while Julianne Moore kind of became more extreme and was like bombing people. Um, Yeah. And then he got roped back into it. Supposedly, just for the money, but then, when his, uh, when um his ex wife dies or whatever, and then he sees the baby, he's invested in the cause.
2: Well, it's and it's interesting because that that response I think is very true to life. Like the, because uh, it's 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 uh their divergence is triggered by the death of their child, right? Mm-hmm. And um so he goes into nothing
1: respiratory illness
2: yeah a a respiratory pandemic and he uh so he 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 despairs and becomes like a nihilist which is very you know sort of typical masculine uh response to this kind of suffering but her response is the the world is my baby and uh and and all lives matter like we have to save all the refugees and, um, I think, I think it's, it's an interesting commentary on like the roots of, of, uh, of political radicalism among the ladies.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That they, they, they adopt a cause cause they don't, they're not investing energy in, in children. So they have to find uh, a cause. Um, uh, Bennett, you mentioned this is sort of like an exaggerated version of, of the things that, that might actually happen as a result of plummeting fertility what 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 might what might a future of dramatically fewer children actually look like well what's interesting about it is the the
2: people people who support this often will be like oh it'll be so great it'll be you know uh we'll, we'll put less pressure on the planet we'll have more sort of resources to go around it'll it'll sort of be like a pressure release um we'll, we'll sort of escape this malthusian trap but but Actually, it's the case that like, or, or, or they'll say some kind of Marxist thing about like, oh, this is, this is, uh, you know, uh, the capitalist system is built on infinite economic growth. And that's, uh, that's bad. But eventually, we have to pay the piper and and, and go to a degrowth mindset. But in fact, uh, it, it's not like sort of a quirk of capitalism that requires this. It's that in order to maintain uh, infrastructure like like every city is like sized for its population and it, you, what you see in like places like detroit uh you know p- uh people in our sphere have have uh, you know particular opinions about exactly why that happened but like the proximate cause of detroit's dysfunction is depopulation basically uh the the tax base left the people who stayed are Uh, In in large part, people who are indigent or or too old to leave,
0: they stayed because they had to.
2: They stayed because they had to, and they so they're they're not as as economically productive. They and and if you've if you've got a handful of people living on like a, a city block that's built to house like thousands of people. You still have to run the water through the pipes. You still have to run the electricity through the wires. You still have to uh, maintain pressure in the sewage systems. Like there's just sort of all of these costs that still have to be incurred just because the, you left the building standing. And so uh, you can, of course, at immense cost, like bulldoze the city and start over, which is kind of what's happening in Detroit. But, that in itself costs money and is normal, enormously uh, uh, disruptive to to people's like property rights and, and anyway. So huge disruption uh, on on that front. And the difference between what we see now and what we're going to see is Detroit has Michigan, uh, most of which is not depopulated and is still you know, uh, if not for Detroit, uh, fiscally you know sound and then Michigan has the United States which which is a long way away from from sort of the kind of collapse that Detroit is facing so you can always kind of bail Detroit out but what we're imagining is it, it's not that people have left it's that it's that there aren't any young people to sort of pick up the slack anywhere and uh, and so you, you you do have poverty you have immiseration you have uh, Massive levels of, and, and I, sorry. so in children of men, the, the, the people that you see are still mostly in like their forties, thirties, forties. Right. Um But like there, there are places in Japan now that are, it's literally like uh, a, a guy did a, a, a documentary called birth gap where he goes to Japan and he visits some of these cities and it's like cities where everything's boarded up. And it's like 60, 70 year olds running the shops and taking care of like 80, 90 year old people. Hmm. And it's, it's and and like routine uh, people throwing themselves off of buildings uh, just out of because there's nothing, there's nothing to to sort of give life meaning. And um and that I think it, it's so. Children of Men depicts uh, some of the like economic consequences of this, um, but but kind of through this like sort of dumb like Mexican commie lens of like, oh, the problem really is fascism and and inequality or whatever. But but like uh, the economic consequences will be bad, yes. But I think where this where this movie really shines. Is in talking about the psychological consequences,
0: mm, yeah.
2: Um, of like, this is just the the train has
0: stopped, and so yeah. The, the movie doesn't really, the movie doesn't, it, the movie kind of implies. Um, although I think we're, we we have we to believe this, we have to take the words of the British government um, at face value. But they they kind of say the world other than Britain has collapsed, and so we have this refugee crisis. Um, and but it doesn't really, it doesn't really get into why, like, you know, why did, uh, and I guess it's, maybe it's just what you are describing and they don't bother to describe it, or they themselves didn't really understand it. So they just ignored it. But um, like, why is the world coming to, like, why did everywhere else collapse? And it's also just a comment on that while I'm there, I don't understand how they are trying to uh, play this fascism thing. While also saying this is the last place standing. Well, it seems like the fascism did something. <laughs> well, I, and I,
2: well, I think maybe that's uh, sort of the comment. Well, and like uh, this is basically Malcolm and Simone's take. I, I don't want to you know speak directly for them, but I've heard them say basically like we are trying to find um, voluntary uh, solutions to this demographic problem because if nobody does then there will be authoritarian solutions and so it's like maybe the argument is uh fascism i i think i think probably the filmmakers are saying something like yeah fascism will work but it'll work in this horrible way that you'd never want to that would be not worth the the squeeze kind of a thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah th- this was like because like watching it like it came out in what 2004
0: six I think six okay
1: oh yeah 2006 the best year for movies um and uh yeah so this was like in at the peak of like anti-bush sentiment too in the world Mm -hmm. like anti-war on terror stuff which like it's such a weird period of time to look back on because like a lot of the the like authoritarian critiques of this era just make no sense because they've, they've kind of now been almost realized from the, the leftist governments, but it's still portrayed in these movies as like, Oh, these, this Christian uh, authoritarian government is, is bad when it's, and it's like censoring speech and, and causing, you know, the downfall of society. But it's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's not that kind of government in charge, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and, but yeah, Oh we continue. That's all. So, um, so I mean, I I personally believe that that Natalcon is going to to right the ship. You know, I think that's gonna it's gonna pull us out of the nosedive, and we're gonna see. Uh, uh, birth rates just soaring in the near future. But assuming NatalCon, you know, it, assuming the 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 Libtards intervene and NatalCon is you know is is interfered with and it and it isn't able to fulfill its mission, what how should we behave in a world that's heading this direction? Okay, well, so I will say, like, I have invited people to the
2: conference who think that uh, it can be reversed uh my personal take is that we are going so at minimum some of the consequences of demographic decline are baked in right like uh no matter what we do at this point the number of five-year-olds we have right now is the number of five-year-olds we're getting like you can't make any more of them so even if tomorrow you reverse this demographic issue uh, China is going to have a catastrophically bad time. South Korea is going to have a catastrophically bad time. Italy, uh, Japan. Um, the only sense in which the United States will not uh have maybe as bad of a time is because we have immigration. But you're sort of telling your so n- number one, you're telling yourself a story that uh, all of these uh, young immigrants from Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala will come here and willingly pay into a system to care for. And I mean, and I mean, pay a lot like, like confiscatory levels of taxation to pay for a rich elderly class to whom they have no bonds of loyalty or blood or anything else. And, and that I think is like, besides which, like they have grandparents back home also, like that, they, like they, they have to take care of those old people, um, and you, and the idea that they're just going to do that willingly and pay and pay into social security or whatever for the millennials, uh, I think that's deranged. Uh, and it, and it wouldn't, and it wouldn't be, it, it would be a. It would be an immoral thing to expect of them, even if you thought you could convince them to do it. So, mm-hmm. setting aside that, all of those countries, Latin America, is at replacement fertility right now and declining. Mexico is below replacement. Like there is not, in fact, an infinite supply of other people's kids. And uh, and and basically, by the end of by the end of this century. You're going to have Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, essentially at replacement fertility, everywhere else below replacement fertility. The, the trend lines of, of every single region of, of the planet are, are headed in the same direction. They're all headed downward. And the level of poverty at which, uh, at which population decline is not an issue is like $5,000 per person per year. So like the the, the only uh, uh, sort of group of people that are reliably reproducing, it, it's like subsistence farmers in sub-Saharan Africa. And so, uh, so basically uh, some of that is going to be realized even if we turn the boat around right this minute. And, uh, you know, I talked about, I talked about sort of infrastructure and, 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 and real estate, but, the, but the, like the fact that most, uh, so it, you know, it's, it's one of these, uh, poetic, uh, ironies of, of life. The boomers will face essentially no consequences of this. The boomers will do fine. Uh, they'll die before any of these consequences are realized. It's basically going to be the millennials. Um, and, and, and maybe some of Gen X that, that get old when, uh, social security collapses and uh real estate values uh across the country are going to do what they did in detroit and uh that for for a lot of middle class people is sort of how they save right they that's save. How,
0: yeah, that's house. how like most Americans, that's where most americans have like their only their only productive or their only asset is their house right exactly And 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 the and that I'm
2: not going to say like nobody's houses are going to be worth anything, but like a lot of people's houses are going to go to zero essentially. Um, And uh, unless you're be
1: able to afford one,
2: so well, that's that's the other side of this. Like there there are, and this is one of the things I want to talk about at the conference. Like there are things that will get easier. Physical capital, physical plant, will be easier to come by uh, if you know what to do with it, and if you can protect it. But, um, but you know, uh, people's people's savings, uh, the currency, the, re- the 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 stock market, all of these things are predicated on steady economic growth, at least positive economic growth. And if if that assumption fails, you kind of get a divide by zero effect where. Um, a lot of things just a lot of things just go to zero because uh, there's two ways to grow an economy, right? You can grow an economy by by having people be more effective, or you can have more people, right? And we are slowly getting you know more productive per worker, but the rate at which the population is declining is there's no way to innovate our way out of that, and you know unless you believe in sort of an AI god you know, uh, 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 end of the world situation. But barring that, uh, we're not going to nose up out of this. And so, um, how, how, how we individually should, should act. It's, I, I view it as kind of like a, a, a conservation project. Like if you were trying to conserve the, the African lions on the Savannah, they're in these shrinking isolated pockets of habitat. And, uh, you know if, if you were sort of king of uh, King of Africa, what you might do is you might get helicopters together and uh, go pick up those lions and bring them together and create uh, very well protected uh, habitats that are that are maximally natural for them to live in. And I think a lot of what's happening now is uh, i'll I'll point this out like, when 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 uh, lions or pandas or tigers or orangutans struggle to breed in captivity, we don't accuse them of like having lower moral character than their grandparents did. Like that would be a really stupid accusation to make. and And I think the same thing is happening uh, with with our generation, with the Zoomers. like they're sort of being accused of being like a different, just like built different than like their grandparents were. But, but they are facing radically different incentives. and it's actually the case that still 95% of young Zoomer women want kids. Uh, what what is happening is people's ability to to do that uh, in, in with sort of a reasonable risk profile is being is being disrupted. And so, uh, how should we as individuals act? I think we should be trying to get together with people who who care about this issue. We should be getting our kids together. We should be uh, leveraging technology and capital that we have at our disposal to bring our kids together with with kids who uh, we'd like them to meet and who we'd like them to be not, you know, not just sort of romantic partners, but, but friends and rivals and sort of, try to rebuild a culture that uh, that is robust to these sterilizing memes.
0: Is there a unique benefit to having a bunch of kids in a world that doesn't have a bunch of kids?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, you get to inherit the earth, for one thing. Uh, you, you get to be the ones who show up. But uh, I think also people... The 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 institutions that make interactions between strangers low friction are mm-hmm. breaking down. Does that make sense? Like like the, the ability to oh, sort yeah. of know what you're getting from any given stranger. Uh, th- this is this is one of the reasons why dating has become so complicated. It's like uh, going to BYU when I was going to BYU. Uh, there were a lot of conversations that you could have very quickly because you could sort of get to the bottom of like, all right, well, we agree on the basic stuff. So let's, now let's talk about sort of the, a lot of shared assumptions. And, and now I think even at BYU, a lot of those shared assumptions have, have collapsed. And so it's this very high friction, low trust, uh slog to find somebody uh, with whom you can connect. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I think, I think my, my hope is that my boys and my girls will have this network that is bound by you know common interest and by blood and by values that uh, that will make them much more powerful together than they could be apart.
0: Yeah, it feels like to me there's also there's going to be you know less less competition in some ways, uh, you know, there's for a. Well, I'll say I'll say well bred for a well bred child There's going to be less competition for maybe ambitious things they want to do.
2: Certainly at the top.
1: Taking part in a low friction um, shared assumption group such as exit because um, I've been participating in that with with those group members quite often, and it does just make <laughs> communication and everything easier just because you don't have to worry about all that stuff that you would normally I guess like in, exit. in a, US.
2: yeah yeah because
1: yeah, I've been doing some like professional things uh with exit members and it's just so much easier than than um normal so yeah.
0: we're gonna audiogram that. Yeah, the, the movie depicts this too. It's um, it shows that to get anything done, to get anything you want, to get any good information, you have to know people. It's like mm-hmm. a life during wartime sort of thing. Um, you know, our main guy, Clive Owen, he's he's very reliant on uh, the Michael Caine, hippie John Lennon character,
1: and he's got um, the government insider guy.
0: Yeah. And that guy, you know, he he deals he deals weed to a government employee who gives him information and protection. And uh, and we and we talked about that too. To our government in real life is obviously viewing the like the the social malaise that is seems to be growing. And one of their responses is, "Well, we got to drug these people some more. We got to we got to get them, (laughs) we got to get them the weed. We got to get them drinking." drinking as much or more than they were got to get them on some, some prescriptions. Uh, and then in this movie, oddly enough, they, they, they are the fascist government is against weed, but I, I think uh, I doubt that's how it would actually play out. I think they'd want the people on weed. So they weren't where they more numb to uh, their decline of standard of living.
2: Weed, weed guys just, they, they need to be the most oppressed race
0: yeah they had to write that into the movie yeah the
1: the weed guy portion of the movie was like the worst part of the movie for me <laughs> like them just talking about how great weed is i'm like yeah
0: yeah i'm always happy to see michael cain but i don't know that i want michael cain as like john lennon weed dealer yeah and they, they even use a john lennon uh song at the end of the movie
2: i will say uh Sai was the the only funny moment of the movie. Basically, was uh, show us your Fuji face.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) and Fuji. Yeah, that 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 band of Fujis they existed well before this, right? That's like a that was a known term for refugees. I guess. Yeah, but they didn't use a Fuji song, and you know Lauren Hill doesn't appear (laughs) in the film, so that's kind of weird. A little racist, in my opinion. Do you guys know why they're burning the cows? they just like can't take care of that many cows or something well didn't we
1: have like that weird video going around of a bunch of dead cows just being burned like in real life
0: or was this maybe was yeah maybe was this a mad cow thing they're like having these diseases or something
1: yeah i think like yeah there's like diseases and plagues and all kinds of end time stuff happening so yeah
0: yeah mad cow was i guess it broke in 2003 20 we're at the 20 year anniversary of uh mad cow disease, but, um, so this was 2006. So when they wrote, when they made this, that was on the mind, I guess they're, cause part of the part of the movie is like, there's widespread unknown, unexplained biological, uh, mm-hmm. oddities occurring, including infertility. That's just one. Oh, of and
1: them. also it's like some of the, some of the countryside seems to be kind of like a war zone. And mm. so oh, okay. potentially people just fled and left their animals to like and, and they're kind of retreating into the cities where there's like terrorist attacks and stuff.
0: Yeah
2: yeah, this sort of like retreating and hunkering down uh, sort of finding defensible borders that that part was really interesting to me.
0: What did you guys make of like his I think it's his cousin or something he goes to visit who's a government uh, figure. He's like the arts and culture minister or something like that and he's trying yeah, the to- arc of the arts. Yeah. What do you guys make of the, that whole thing with the, with the, the art guy? Well,
2: that was my favorite line in the movie was, uh, you know, how, what keeps you going? Why, like, why do you, why do you keep doing all this when everybody's going to die? And his answer was, I just don't think about it, <laughs> which I think is, I think that's exactly, uh, there's something very British about that. I, in my opinion, like just sort of, uh, this, like, Everybody maintaining, like I, I think the, the sort of impulse toward fascism that I actually found pretty compelling about in in this movie, like the the British impulse toward fascism is not really like right wing, it's because it's not like this like rah rah you know Britain's uh, like w- racially or like nationally we're so good, it's like we must maintain good order. We must, uh, it's just sort of like, we, we have to keep, uh, we have to keep everything clean. We have to keep everything uh, in line and, um, and uh, go down with the ship. And, and like that, it was difficult for me to like make sense of the government's motivations until he said that line. Like, I just don't think about it. Like I'm, I'm sort of acting on instinct. And that's sort of what I see as, what is, what is in fact happening in in the UK now, is they do have this massive immigration problem that is creating all of this uh, chaos and 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 sort of a need for order. And their response to it is sort of to to uh, clamp down. Like, there's not strategic thinking. There's just this sort of like moment to moment. How do we put out this fire? Well, uh, the guys who are waving the the uh, union jack at the pro Hamas protest, uh, they're the easiest way to shut everybody up and get everything back to quiet. And so that's that's who gets arrested. There's not like a there's not like a values like like, you know, this is you know, you you mentioned uh when we were sort of pregaming this, like uh it's it's interesting to see a guy who who's who's an artist, and 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 who doesn't have this sense of like the the ultimate like meaning of art for its own sake, but like I liked that the that the arts and culture minister is not like oh yes I have this grand vision for like what this art will mean when we're all gone and I'm gonna like he was just sort of like just doing my job, just stiff upper lip, keeping them cranking
0: we're we're supposed to, i mean the, the the audience is not supposed to like that guy they've they cast him as um out of touch an out of touch elite or something um
1: yeah. right like why care about these statues when people are dying outside and you um, could be feeding them with the statue money <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: we could we could be grinding down this banksy um there's mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys saw the, there's a banksy when he drives up um mm-hmm. of oh, the geez. two the two cops kissing yeah uh that's important uh, british british historical art um but uh yeah they could be grinding up the concrete from that Banksy and feeding it to the to the refugees uh i don't know i don't know if you guys are pink floyd fans as well that uh, that whole scene is kind of a pink floyd setting the uh the Battersea power station with the the floating pig it's from the the album art for uh, pink uh, floyd's animals which is about orwell's animal farm which is about fascism so um not exactly subtle uh filmmaking. From, yeah. And
1: uh, and I do kind of see the the communist angle because it, it like is the director saying like, you know, art is just garbage and we really just need to make sure everyone's fed, which which like I know BAP has kind of been talking about that recently about how like yeah. the epitome of communist art is like, um, is like, uh, elevator music it just serves a purpose like there's nothing passionate about it there's no passion there's no uh spirit there's no nothing of that and like for for a communist like the epitome of of a communist worldview is is that everybody's belly is full and nothing else and so like there's no there's no you know higher thing to, to aspirate towards or, or to or to um, aspire towards. Sorry. And uh, and yeah, so it, it is kind of interesting seeing like a, a commie director being like, oh yeah, art is just garbage while he's also making like a meaningful uh, vitalist art piece himself. Well, but he's
2: but he's clearly he clearly picked art that he cares about. Like like mm-hmm. the, the whole theme takes place uh in front of uh guernica. Yeah the, guernica
0: the, the, okay guernica <laughs> yeah
2: uh, <laughs> um that uh that uh which is which is like the the ultimate like Spanish I'm a I'm mad yeah. yeah uh the 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 atrocity of, of strategic bombing and um so, like, clearly, and, and Banksy, for, for heaven's sake, like, he, he clearly, like, he picked art that he likes. So, like, it's art that he mm-hmm. would actually theoretically uh, care about. But, but I think, I think that if he's not making this statement, a more interesting statement is to say that, like, even art has to be contextualized in terms of, like, who you want to see it. And, I had this, I had, uh, uh, speaking of BAP, we were, we were, I was reading his, his, uh, his book about, um, he talks about Achilles and, and Achilles sort of, uh, radically different view of the meaning of life that like Achilles is not a, a, a like moral hero. Like he's not there for the, uh, for the people he's, he's there to win glory in this, uh, ultimately self-interested way but like what i see that as it like a gl- the the word kleos uh, uh, the, the word that's that used to describe glory actually uh, means to have your name ring out it's like to be heard Um, mm-hmm. it's what people have heard about you it's the way that like the poets sing about you and that is an incoherent concept if there is no people to Mm. sing about you. And so art for art's sake, you can say like, Oh, I don't make art to please people or I don't make art to like convey a particular message. Like it's when you say art for art's sake, you're saying something about like the purity of the, of the aesthetic sensibility. I wanted to create something beautiful, but like, even that is hard to make sense of if you don't want anybody to see it, and uh, and and so I think what you are what you're confronting in this movie is like, what if there's just nobody to see anything that we're doing? What if because because we are uh, we are social animals? We exist in. Uh, we we don't exist in a vacuum. I I had a I had a my, my cousin actually had this interesting uh, idea for a novel about a guy who like lives on uh, pl- uh, another planet basically like he's been marooned on another planet and there's no hope for his recovery kind of like a man in Interstellar mm-hmm. uh, he's sort of on a rock uh, 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 by himself and you know, he can eat, he can take care of himself, but it's like, what is his motivation to do absolutely anything? Like what, how do you even create a narrative? How do you even tell a story about somebody who lives in complete isolation and will never, ha- has no hope of recovery? Like that's sort of the the existential question in this movie. Like, what is your life about? And, and of course it's like, well, at, at, at the end, the, the sort of escape from that question is, Oh, thank goodness! We found the baby, who is now the only thing any of us care about.
0: Yeah, it's actually weird to me the level of anxiety uh, that people in the movie seem to have. Um, and maybe I'm, maybe this is the wrong, maybe this is wrong. But my sense is that uh, in this scenario, uh, people wouldn't be showing up to their jobs. Uh, you know, I don't know what he does at his job, the main guy, but it doesn't seem very important. I, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like people would do much of anything if there's like literally no like children to, uh, to worry about or take care of. I mean, I, there's still like the elderly, I guess, that you want to provide for, but uh, I'm not sure why anyone's doing email jobs anymore.
2: Yeah. I mean, you look at the productivity of like the level of effort that people bring to their sort of income when they don't have any prospects like that, it's, it's really dramatic. Like, like if, 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 uh, if I meet a guy who like, I've I've had conversations with guys in, in exit um, where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to get more uh, motivated to perform at my job. And I'll be like, well, do you have, do you have wife, kids? No, don't. Uh, Do you want more money? It's like, no, I, (laughs) <laughs> the things I want are cheap. Like I can, I can live in a mattress on the, live on a mattress on the floor. And like, it's, it's not like this, uh, you know, that's all I deserve. It's like literally fine. Like I, I, I do not care about a bed frame basically. And, uh, obviously that's, that's a, a metaphor for the whole thing, but, but like, and I've had conversations with guys too, who are like, oh, I, I, I have this project that I got to do and I keep putting it off. And it's like, well, but why do it? Why, why do it if you don't, if there's nobody to, uh, to do it for? And essentially, uh, Bap's escape from that question is that the thing, the thing to do with your life is to upend a stultifying system. And that I think is like, that's a, that's a a compelling sort of vision for what a young man might do if he can't, uh, raise a family, but, uh, but even that sort of terminates at, and then we will, and then we will rebuild a society in which, in which family is possible again, like that's, it, it, it all bottoms out at, uh, life, life really is about other people. And, uh, yeah, so, so I, I actually, I think you're right that like people's motivation to like do anything, although again, like we're talking about British people who, who I, I view as
1: well, and like largely the city is, is a mess now, right? Like most, there's just people on the streets and who knows what, you know, like most yeah. people aren't doing anything.
0: Yeah, that's a core
1: group that are still chugging along.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you guys see... Do you guys see any Christian themes in this movie?
1: Well, there's the obvious one, right? (laughs) Of a miraculous birth. Yeah. Um, And I think... I mean, they even mention it, right? Like, she she jokes that there was no father and then was like, no, I was actually a hoe. And then... (laughs) um, but
0: and she doesn't know who, right? Right. A Which makes a certain amount of sense. You know, it's a
2: lot. A lot of shots on goal.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um,
1: you know, and and she comes from kind of you know humble background. No room for her in the end. You know. Yeah. And so there's there's definitely Chris Christian themes throughout it, but it is kind of like you know a subversion or a or a or a play on 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 that. That myth, right? And,
0: um, I mean, I don't think it's a myth, but
1: no, a myth as I'm just teasing I'm, just teasing, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, I do think like one of the things as well is I'm like, how do you watch this movie and be like a hardcore leftist and come away and be like, yes, abortion is good because it's a pretty pro life movie, like, uh, just in general, and then. I think one of the one of the keys of the movie, and especially like, you know, I saw it when I was a teenager and then kind of rewatching it now after having children and stuff like it does do a good job of portraying like the miracle that is a child. Right. And like being the birth, like the birth scene is like pretty intense and like it's so like it shows the fragility and yet the resilience and the. Uh, The miracle of this this thing that, you know, uh, grows inside of a a mother and then comes out and lives and is a new life. And and not only that, but in this movie, it's literally the hope of the entire future of the world rests on on this this little child. But like even even just a regular birth is is almost as miraculous if you've ever been near one. Uh, you would know that. And, and which is also funny when we talk to like our incel friends and they have no concept of this. It's like you really are missing out on something here. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 this movie captures that, I think.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, struck- okay.
0: yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Well, I'm struck by, yeah, the' just on this, the the birth narrative. Like, um, uh, you know, they, they don't they don't go with virgin birth, but it is still a miraculous birth. She's on a journey with a man who's not the father. Uh-huh. The, the the biological father, but he has volunteered volunteered to be the the caretaker, basically at least for the time being. Um, and they're under threat of of an evil government.
2: It is sort of the 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 most the most communist you could be about that story. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, what if yeah. what, what if she was big Ho? and what if she was black and what, are you okay with that? Are you okay with that, Christian?
0: Well, I, she I, named I'm,
1: her baby froley.
0: Yeah, I might have even seen this retarded, bumper sticker. Yeah. I, I think I might have even seen a bumper sticker that it's like, "What if Mary was a refugee?" <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. It's 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 a troll, uh, fundamentally, but um, I I but the,
1: but the myth itself is too strong, right? Right. Right. <laughs> right.
2: And I I don't know if uh, I don't know how I didn't put this together earlier, but I just realized like it's essentially the same story as Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. And, uh, and, and basically, you know, the, the, the miracle of new life, but also, <clears throat> and this is where I think it's like, it's, it's sort of, you can see how the, the sort of communist worldview has, has most effectively eaten the Christian worldview because a huge theme in both of those movies is like, Hey, white guy, you're not who really matters here. Like Mm. you're not the main character and you like, uh, you're not the chosen one. She's the chosen one. And, uh, and like you need to, you need to like step outside yourself and, and then forget yourself and, and dedicate yourself to something that's not you. And that's like, that's like true. Right. Like you, you should dedicate yourself to something that's not you. Um, but it's, it's, it's this sort of casting that out to the widest possible circumference. Like, like what if the only baby that mattered was a alien bug on Neptune? <laughs> and like, you should care about that just as much as your own baby. It's like, you know, there's a, there's like a dumb way that it's sort of asking you to read that. Um but, it's, but like,
0: it's funny, yeah,
2: go ahead.
0: It's, it's funny how, um, I mean, if a, a sort of a, a person you know who who might be considered a, a racist or something would, would it might interpret this because they'd see uh they'd see Julianne Moore, Michael Caine, and Clive Owen all dying for they're all like native Britons, white people dying for for the refugee. It's uh, it's very kind of it, it could be read in a heavy-handed way
1: but also i mean even that is like you know you are dying so that others can live it's it's a...
0: right <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, like, you, they uh, try to subvert but
1: i mean they, the, the the real deal is better at subverting i guess
2: yeah well and and i mean the what again what's what's interesting about this movie like it's it's forced on them in the movie Mm -hmm. but in our world it's very clearly a matter of and it's not it's not like choice in this really like uh hey you need to man up and and like do do your job and because like the choice is harder than it used to be but like uh it is not a biological phenomenon or, or not 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 primarily biological it's primarily sociological and, uh, it's sort of people choosing to, uh, exit stage left kind of, kind of, uh, board the ships for Valinor.
0: Yeah. In the, and, in the movie, it's, uh, some sort of un, unknown, um, biological or microplastics or something that's rendered people, women, uh, unable to have children in our, our version of that plague is like the $60,000 a year. Uh, PowerPoint job. <laughs> like the, the allure of like a lower middle-class income is is too much. Right. Maybe- and like, and like it,
2: it uh, at that level, the daycare math kind of works for one kid, barely works for two kids, certainly doesn't work for three kids. And so uh, you, you've got this hard cap essentially of two kids that a person in that kind of dual income situation can, can sustain. And so of course, you know, if, if that's the top, most people don't have even that many. So you have this, uh, this, you know, fertility band that, that, that ends up with an average of about 1.4, 1.3, uh, obviously overall, uh, and that's that uh, 1.3, uh, children per woman in a lifetime. And, uh, And obviously, you know, America's overall fertility rate is quite a lot higher than that. I think it's like 1.9-ish, 1.8. But again, the vast majority of that fertility is people who, you know, uh, uh, not to say, you know, America, not to have like a conversation about what who really is or isn't an American, but it's people who don't have... uh, bonds of, of, of loyalty to the country and, or, or to the people. And so like, it's, it's some other group of people coming to this geography and having babies and, you know, uh, hopefully most of them pay taxes in some measure, but they're not going to pay the kind of taxes that are going to be required, uh, to keep the lights on. So it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it, it the, 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 the email job, the, 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 dual income lifestyle is basically incompatible with, Maintenance of a culture. And I think w- what has happened essentially is that the work that used to be done of not, not, not just sort of like the, the, the laundry and the dishes of, of like housework, but like the work of maintaining bonds between children and inculcating a particular set of values and connecting them with other people in the community that, that women used to do, uh, that's sort of all of that capital building has, has just been sort of burned off over the last couple of decades. And, and people don't even really remember what that was like. And so, uh, so yeah. And, and, and of course there's, there's massive incentives from, from the corporations and from the government to take all of that, like, Loosey goosey, illegible, uh, not directly compensated work, and commodify it and monetize it, and say, you know, instead of doing that, why don't you, you know, earn a paycheck that we can tax and that goes on a corporation's balance sheet, and then you can spend more on on eating out, and you can you can have to live in a more expensive neighborhood so that your kids will be safe because you're not going to be around them and you know there's so much more like taxable exploitable consumption that happens because uh we've stopped doing this kind of informal building
1: you kind of already addressed it but but like the idea that a lot of people have of the solution to this problem is is we just open the floodgates and let in more people. Right. And, and I think you, you've explained that eventually you run out, but, but maybe there's enough to save America. I don't know. Or like Britain, if if we care about them. Um, <laughs> but also I kind of wanted to point out that even in this movie, which is pro refugee, the refugees are largely portrayed as like drug addicts, terrorists, murderers, <laughs> and, uh, just kind of <laughs> gross people. Well,
2: there's a, you know, uh, obviously I I think the filmmaker's take would be that like, that's, that's a consequence of their material conditions. They've been, hmm. they've been sort of degraded by, by the way they're being treated.
1: Okay. Um,
2: But it's like, at a certain point, you got to go like, okay, but they still are like that, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. This is kind of a random question, but uh, is um, is infertility a deflationary phenomenon? I ask because they offer him like $5,000 to help smuggle the girl or 5,000 pounds. It's not very much money. And then this is supposed to be 2027. That wasn't even very much when the movie came out.
2: Well, uh, I will say uh, people in the US don't understand that uh, the Britbongs are actually poorer than Mississippi. Like, uh, over GDP is, is, is low in the UK. And, uh, so it's like, uh, 5,000 pounds isn't a lot of money, but it's probably a lot of money to a low level government functionary, uh, you know, in, in, in this sort of dystopian crash situation, like, uh, something had to have been done right to uh basically it's it's again it's like the whole message of the 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 movie's attitude toward the state is like the state will find solutions but you're not gonna like them and that's kind of Mm -hmm. uh what, what i see there
1: um the the other uh faction that we haven't really talked about is they like, they briefly show like the religious people like praying for a solution and it's kind of like haha how silly these <laughs> these people are but then like there is like a miraculous birth or whatever and so <laughs> it's like i don't know it, it's kind of it, it was a schizophrenic watch for me and i i say this as someone who like really likes the movie but <laughs> but cuz i've been complaining a lot But it was just funny because it's like, look at these idiots praying for a solution. And then it's like, miraculously, this person got pregnant.
2: Well, okay, but I will say uh, there is that monologue about faith versus chance. Yeah. And I actually liked the orientation. Well, basically, the the explanation of what faith is. That that essentially faith is a principle of action. Um, Yeah that it's, it's, it's what gets you to try. And it's not, uh, it's not about passive belief. It's about, um, belief that inspires, that inspires action. And so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there is a, a sort of, own that that is a little bit justified in terms of like is it just sort of yelling at the sky right um, versus is it taking action and and maybe maybe the the sort of action that he wants taken is like we we have to uh let in all the refugees and work together to solve this problem but like that i mean he doesn't make a compelling case for that but maybe that's the case he's trying to make um It's, it, it's, it's like, uh, sort of this, this nihilism about like, well, yeah, it's hard to know what he means. Cause like, is, is he sort of saying that like, cause the, the fishes, they actually don't care about, they're the like baby. not, well, not even, not even, they don't really even care about what the baby represents. Like mm-hmm. they don't, they don't want to take the baby and, you know uh, harvest its stem cells to rejuvenate women's uteruses or something like they What they want the baby for is as a political symbol to change the way these adult refugees are like treated by the British government. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it like really it is an
1: uprising or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is this like nihilistic commie thing of like, Let's just uh, take the pie as it is and redistribute it and eat it,
1: mm-hmm. and and
2: then we'll all have full bellies, and then we'll all die. And uh, now, and then the fact that he's the fact that he's depicting those people as the bad guys, you know, it's hard to know exactly what he's saying there.
0: Yeah, and the the commie sort of worldview is is centered on power, and so they they have this thing and they're more interested in what it could mean for, for power and uh, versus what it means just for the future of the world.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of why I was saying it's, it's kind of schizophrenic because there are those like overt, you know, anti-fascist themes, but then there's, there's this, you know, pro-life, almost, you know, it's pseudo-religious. It's not religious. It's pseudo-religious, like, the value of, of, of children and stuff like that, you know? And, it's and so it is, yeah, yeah. And so it's, a, it's an interesting um, mix of things going on, but I, you know, I feel like y- your, your commie would come in with the surface reading, oh, this is anti-fascist and pro-immigrant, you know?
2: Yeah. And maybe yeah.
1: that was the intention of the director. And and just by telling the story, though, you end up kind of um, revealing these deeper themes. But but
2: yeah, and I mean, if if you sort of view uh, uh, Clive and Juliana as sort of the moral fulcrum of the story, uh, which yeah, this the obvious take. I I think uh, the the case probably ought to be that what he's saying is like the the fascists trying to maintain order at all costs. And the commies trying to uh, mm-hmm. create equality at all costs—that's all bullshit. None of it matters. The thing is saving this baby, saving humanity. And so there's like this. There's this almost uh, like gentle. Like we we sort of talk about how this movie's dated in a way, and and mm-hmm. they're they're sort of. Uh, their right wing their sort of Bush era hangups don't make a lot of sense, but there's also this like gentle centrist lib heart that, ha- that you can mm-hmm. see in this movie that like has, has kind of been selected against in the last 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like basically those people have either, uh uh gone to one side or the other they've like decided that what matters is is life and and vitality and and goodness or they've gone to the dark side and you know become just sort of eaters
0: um let's talk about the uh the suicide drug in the movie mm. that you got there's a drug I think quiet us which is a very funny name it's just like quiet these people down Keep let them quiet. kill themselves. Um what's what are the what's the parallel you see to our world now? I mean like does our do our do our leaders uh are they kind of do they kind of turn a blind eye when a certain population um kills themselves with a certain drug that's become very popular in modern times?
2: <laughs> Good question, Grant. I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean like yeah, yeah, you've you've definitely got Fent, but you've also got Uh, Suicide pods and stuff. Explicit suicide pods, right? Like that's yeah, that's definitely no longer science fiction. And it's it's very it's framed as like this very dark, far future. uh, You know, a a warning. It's 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 like a warning, but but uh, it it has arrived. It's here. We're 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 living it. And I think I think it does it does speak to it's 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 the abandonment of searching for for meaning like like all meaning making has 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 collapsed so like yes he depicts the failure of religion but he's also depicting the failure of of this sort of secular rationalist worldview like i you know we've been we've been sort of talking about him uh being this sort of foaming commie. But I but he's saying some sophisticated things here. Like it's it's yeah. uh it's not just that uh the the fundamentalists are sort of impotently uh shaking their fist at the sky. It's like everybody, everybody is dealing with with this personal thing. And I and I wanted to talk about this as well. Like like this is not just um, like I think I think one way uh, 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 you you mentioned like how can an antinatalist or or a lib like watch this movie and just walk away from it one way I think you could do that is to go well glad I don't live on planet children of men right (laughs) like uh, this this sociological problem just isn't going to happen it's not my problem Um, it's not saying anything about like individual life but really like there are people right now living essentially Clive Owen and Julianne Moore's story in this, in this movie, people who, you know, he, on one level, he's going through this like sci-fi uh, 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 sort of dystopia thing, but he's also just a guy who lost his kid and it destroyed his marriage. And uh, he, he can't find meaning because he can't, because there is no future for him, and uh, that's like a that's a real experience people go through that right now.
0: You know what I just realized too. This then this takes us back to the uh, religious themes. I, I keep calling him Clive Owen because I forgot his character name. but His name's Theo. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. could probably Theodore uh, uh, loved by God.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was getting that. I didn't realize uh, I didn't even pick up on that the first time. And then of course, her the the uh the the girl's name is Key, so you know. What was it that George Lucas said, "Jar Jar's the key to all this?" Oh, well, she's, the, she's she's the key, key to this one. She's kind of you <laughs> can say she's kind of the Jar Jar Binks of this movie. <laughs> oh, so Jar- the, Theodore doesn't
2: Theodore doesn't mean beloved by God. Theodore means um God-given, a gift from God. Yeah. Yeah, so that doesn't seem,
0: uh, doesn't seem like a mistake.
2: No, no, definitely.
1: Well, and it's based on a book, and it looks like that's the character's name in the book. In Although the book, the, though, the book says the sperm count dropped to zero, which is kind yeah, of. Yeah, the, in the book,
0: it's men who can't, which the Children of Men title probably makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's men who can't impregnate women. Like, presumably, women in the book can still get pregnant, but.
1: Um, There's no sperm.
0: Yeah, the, the main guy in the book is is just a native British guy. It's not a. It's not like a refugee or anything like that. Mm. And and Koran he um, he you know he contributed to the screenplay like five or six people did, but he admits he didn't read the book because he wanted to have his his take be fresh or something. That... Mm.
1: Um, the it's shot very well, and it kind of I feel like it started the trend of the the digitally assisted long take.
0: Mm-hmm. It certainly feels. I, I don't mind how it looks, but it certainly does feel very digital.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because like that, you know, I think the scene that's been talked about the most is the, the kind of car chase scene where they are going forward then backwards and it's all one long shot. And then they do the same thing, kind of the end. Refugee escapades when like the day after the baby's born in the high ride shot, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask if you guys had thoughts about the animals in the movie. Mm. Hmm. Is that something that you guys noticed. Cause I, I, I noticed the, uh, first of all, the animals like Theo, all the animals like Theo. Yes. Yeah. And no, I saw I that. Well, I, I saw that as, uh, you, you'll, you'll be in league with the stones of the field. Like the, uh, the, uh, that that's sort of his way of saying like God is is on his side. The 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 biology, the nature, the things the things that still work are uh, are sort of with him. And like the dogs, uh, when they're being chased, the dogs run alongside them, run with them away from the mm-hmm. fish.
1: Uh, right, they say it explicitly he's like oh this dog never likes anyone but then, right, like, right, right, yeah right. there's other scenes just where like animals come up to him and he kind of pushes them away and stuff yeah
2: why not make a machine that sucks eight titties <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and that's another yeah it's another one of those religious things where the, her her reveal of pregnancy is in a is in a barn and uh yes it starts playing holy music and she does the the which post the pose um Uh, Botticelli birth of Venus pose like yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah why don't they invent that machine
1: this kind of reminds me of like all the conversations I had on my mission with with like hardcore atheists who like they when you when you got past like the bravado and everything it was just it just revealed like a deep hurt that had happened around religion whether it was a parent or a religious leader that had somehow hurt hurt them and their younger years and they they're just kind of they hate God. It's not that they don't believe in him. They just hate him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just covered Fight Club. There's a line. What if what if you realize God's real, but he doesn't like you?
2: Yeah. 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 Well, then you become a Calvinist. God doesn't like anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just going through my notes. I don't really have anything important really left. Just like small things. For example, Charlie Hunnam is in this movie, which I didn't realize. Who is he? He's the goofy guy with the dreadlocks who tries to shoot. The, he chases oh. them down when they escape.
1: I didn't catch that
0: one. Oh, yeah, wow. I didn't. I didn't realize it was him until I was looking at the the credits.
1: Oh, isn't uh, wasn't Zay Z beats in this? Oh, never mind.
0: Uh, <laughs> <a second. laughs> the the woman I checked the woman who plays the the, the mother. She doesn't uh-huh. really. She's had a, she's had a career, but nothing nothing i had heard of really. Do, you,
1: do we know how much of her voice and affect is an accent or just her?
0: She's just your typical Londoner, I think, <laughs> meaning she's from she's from Africa or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
2: um, one of the things that I noticed uh, was the. The sort of crassness of. And I I, I think this was intentional. Uh, particularly when they're in the car together, there was this sort of crassness of this totally adult life where there's there's nobody to be a grown up for, right. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of has this sort of adolescent irreverence about everything. there's no uh, and this is something that I've that I've noticed with uh, you know, just being in environments where, Nobody has any kids like there is this like uh, Mm -hmm. they haven't made a transition. They haven't uh, matured. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Drew. When we did the 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 natalism podcast for the exit uh, podcast, we we, we talked about uh, having kids as being sort of like a second puberty, like Hmm. in the sense that it sort of rewires your brain in a way that you can't explain to somebody who hasn't gone through it yet and uh, and how, how many, like, psychological loops it closes. And you can see the, the characters. And I, I actually don't know if this was intentional or if this is just sort of... It's a, it's a, it's a, a world, actors, Hollywood, where, like, lots of people just don't have kids. But um, the, the, this sense of, of arrested development uh seemed very clear.
0: Well there's there's I, I thought it was funny how um you know all, all of the character all of the grown-up characters who do see the baby um are sh- are are shocked and they're they're supposed to act shocked because in this world there's there's no babies but it reminds me people now mm. it's a, not too different from the way people act now if you have a baby in an unfamiliar setting they're like a baby what and, and they usually like the baby. It's just initially they are like, they don't, yeah. they're just so uncomfortable or not necessarily uncomfortable, but unfamiliar with babies.
1: Yeah. I was going to say the, the, the feasibility of this and like the reality of it is like, I've been complaining about it a lot because I have kids and, and I'm constantly looking for like activities where people don't mind if kids go a little nuts, you know, because, That's what happens with kids sometimes. And like there's not there used to be a lot of those when I was a kid, you know, there were all these themed restaurants where it's like, go be an idiot kid. And there's pirates (laughs) and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are all gone now. And I mean, maybe they're of poor taste or whatever. But like. Like nowadays, like even the zoo has a roars and pours night, so it's beer. Uh, come drink beer at the zoo because there's no kids to go to it anymore. <laughs> like, and I've <laughs> yeah. been to the zoo and it's like people have one kid, maybe. And like the, you know, half the people have no kids. and it's like like there's there's gonna be this whole new,, um, well, and it's already being built, like there there's everything is being catered towards boomers as like, yeah. you know, come here and spend your money here, and it's all expensive. There's no like cheap kid activities. Like, it's all like, oh, you're old and retired. Come spend your money at this dainty uh, act, you know, activity where no kids will ever bug you. And it's like, you know, I I lived across the street from an olive mill and they had like a restaurant attached (laughs) to it. And it was a great place for kids because you could eat outside. But then we'd go there and we'd be the only people with kids. It's just it's just old people. And like, it's kind of cost prohibitive for like other families to go there too. So it's just like, yeah, I hate that. Like the world is becoming catered to like old people with wealth who don't want disturbances.
0: I thought, yeah. I thought you were going to say you lived across from an olive garden. Yeah, I live,
1: it was an <laughs> olive garden.
0: There, there's, there's like, there's network effects
2: at play here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when, if if you're the only one having kids, it's very like, so I mean, we love our neighbors where we live, but they're the median age is like 55. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and nobody has any kids. And it's very, uh, it's very isolating. And I, I think I think you do see you know what, what we're going to see that's different from this is like in this movie it's like nobody has any kids and what we're going to see is like a, a couple of people have kids, right? And well, what um, what's cool uh, about okay. that is like I, I do think the boomers uh, the the sort of accusation of self absorption is valid, but um, you do find that like they. A lot of them really do enjoy, uh, you know, being involved in other people's kids and 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 you know, sort of showing them things and teaching them things and and like, especially. So we're in a rural area, and uh, people being willing to like, here's how you work on a car. Here's how you cut up a a Thanksgiving turkey. Or like, like just sort of uh, lots of that like boomer knowledge. uh, You you can you can in fact capture. Uh, they're, they're excited to tell you about it, and I and I think you know to some extent. Basically, the the, the real consequences of what we're talking about uh, for us is going to be when we're uh, the boomers, right? Yeah. When we're uh, when we're retiring, and I think we are going to see. I mean, you're you're going to see a lot of like freakouts, right? Like like a lot of a lot of millennial women are already sort of freaking out. Um. But I think you will also see a lot of those people try to turn tr- try to turn that pain into some meaning by you know be- being involved in in uh, in other people's kids, and that that for good and bad, right? Like like yeah, it's sort of uh, the world is my baby, sort of invasive uh, uh, political, uh, yeah. Goofy, well, but 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 also you know just sort of wanting to help, wanting to wanting to you know catch some of that baby glow, you know.
0: Yeah, one thing I was thinking about, and some a group of people who are are acutely aware of of the trends, is like the parks, the parks and hospitality division at Disney, who is like having to figure out how to keep their the parks relevant when it's like the only people with enough money to go there. Um, are like millennials who want to go without kids.
1: But um, now it prices out kids. That's yeah, like, the zoo, thing about like it.
0: the zoo thing. It's like when I, 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 I was at a Disney thing a couple years ago and it's like, yeah, a lot, you see a lot of indications that they're like targeting things toward 35 and 40 year olds now. It's, yeah. It's mm-hmm. Gays. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we can wrap it up there. I know some of us have to, get back to our day jobs um, but uh, last thing you know everyone go sign up for the NATO conference um, anyone uh, any last things that anyone needs to, to push or say
2: yeah come come to the conference it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting we're gonna be working on some cool projects
0: yeah it does seem cool it seems like uh, I'm having FOMO at the the fact that I would not will not be able to go but it seems pretty pretty cool
2: natalism.org.
0: All right. Yeah, I'll put all the links and stuff. And uh, as always, you know, like, subscribe, share, send this to someone who who needs a who needs it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyone, anyone who needs uh, some inspiration in their inbox today.
1: <laughs> oh, I have one last thing. Would Zoomers like this movie?
0: Um, oh. maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah. it has kind of the look. This... This sort of digital, mid-2000s digital m- digital movie sort of uh, is kind of the blueprint for a lot of Netflix trash. Um, mm. It's better than Netflix Yeah, the CGI trash, baby
1: but... is annoying. They should have had a real baby.
0: I thought the CGI baby looked surprisingly good, though.
1: It did for, for the time, but still it looked CGI.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see them being okay with this movie, a zoomer. They wouldn't, yeah. I don't know how closely they would, you know, watch it, but.
2: It's quick. I mean, you you could you could sort of get through a couple of like Twitch streams on your tablet while you're watching it. It's, yeah. I, like, it's, if you it's had not Subway big...
1: Surfer up, you'd enjoy it.
0: Dystopian, <laughs> dystopianism is, has remained pretty uh, popular. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of... it's,
2: it's 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 been vindicated in a lot of respects. I mean, like it's it a lot of it holds up. <laughs> Well, yeah, that,
1: my last thing is maybe like a lot of it is like not science fiction. It's just like a slightly exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. when
0: I, I when I prepare for these, I, you know, I, I listen to like other podcasts or, or videos or something about it. And a lot of people who watch it are are really taken. They're like, wow. And just like 15 years later, we'd be in Trump's America or 10 years later. We'd be in <laughs> Trump's America, just like this movie. <laughs> kids in cages lady. german german women in cages mm-hmm. so so true Did you guys pick up on that there's a lady ta- speaking german in a cage it's like oh come on yeah <laughs> well, i mean that's
1: pretty explicit uh, Holocaust yeah. and
0: stuff, but yeah. um anyway uh yeah that's so that's the last for me
2: thanks right. guys good to be here
0: talk to you guys later